Hello and happy Thursday. This is Rebecca from the Highway Safety Gang. May is Bicycle Safety Month. Today we're going to talk to Michelle Schausberger of the Wilkes-Barre YMCA. We are going to talk about bike safety, pedestrian safety, and about all the trails that you could discover in Northeast Pennsylvania. Hey, Michelle. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. How are you? I'm doing good. All right. So this is the Highway Safety Gang podcast, and May is Bike Safety Month. Yeah. So it obviously I thought of you. <laughs> so before we start, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, what your position is um, at the YMCA, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I'm at the Healthy Communities Coordinator at the Wilkesbury Family YMCA, and that's something that encompasses a lot of stuff. But basically, um, I work on bringing a lot of the, the stuff that the Y does to the community. The Y is for youth development, healthy living, and social responsibility. And so um, some of the things that I do involve getting people outside to walk and learn more about our community and taking them biking for the same reason. Um, so we do something called Y Walk Wednesdays which are guided walks downtown with different volunteers who know all sorts of different cool things about the city. And um, especially, you know, the things that I really love, which are our public infrastructure, um, things like our flood protection and our road surfaces and, um, you know, sanitary sewers and stuff. And then I also do Y-Cycle Sundays, which is where we go on these short family bicycle rides to, you know, cool places that are close to home. Y-Walk Wednesday is an amazing program. I did a few long time ago um, when you first started. Then, you know, the the story continues. I had kids and everything went downhill um, and I couldn't couldn't do them much anymore but they are really interesting for those who are listening or in northeast pa who are live in the wilkes and surrounding areas you have done walks on the levee you've taken tours of wilkes the stegmeyer mansions um at kirby park we really have done a lot of neat things and they have grown. I mean, I, I've seen pictures. You, you really get a lot of people taking advantage of Why Walk Wednesdays. Yeah, that's definitely. So we've had up to 200 people on some of our walks. Um, some of them are like 20 people. We get a, a bunch of people who, you know, end up coming back for a lot of them and really knowing each other. So there was a, there's a social component. And of course, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do this year because, you know, getting people together is so fraught. So we will have like a registration and not have more than 20 people. You know, maybe we'll wait until middle of June to actually do the walks. Um, I guess the new evidence is that being outside with people, especially if you have a little distance, isn't that bad. So I'm sure people will, some people will be a little anxious, but 
people will also want to gather, you know, and, and do some social things. So we'll see what happens. Right. And there has been a lot of news stories, which is why I, with Bike Safety Month, um, why I chose this topic today is because we're quarantined inside, but as the weather gets nicer, more people are outside walking, using trails, um, using their bikes. And like you said, what is the protocol? What is, you know, the correct thing to do right now with this pandemic? Do you wear a mask outside? Don't you wear a mask outside? Do you wear a mask riding your bike and so forth? So there, there are a lot of questions um, surrounding that. But uh, before we get into Pennsylvania's bike safety law and everything with that, we met a long time ago working. You were very involved with the trails. Right. In uh, Northeast Pennsylvania. So can you talk a little bit about um, the trails in our area? So um, definitely. So I, I came to Northeast Pennsylvania with my husband. And pretty much as soon as I came, a couple of months afterwards, I got called the Wyoming Valley Wellness Trails Partnership. And the goal was really to both complete the trail network and promote it and to work with to get people walking and biking more for their um, for their health. So right because with your um, with your studies, you have found that Luzerne County especially um, ranks pretty low as far as health. Yeah, so, there's something called the county health rankings and Luzerne County, you know, pretty much consistently in the 10 years they've had the rank, there are 67 counties and we bounced between like number 58 and number 63, you know, so, so we have really low um, health ranking score and, and that's both for current health but also for prospective health because they take all of the things that combine to produce people's health and and um you know we kind of rank low on some of them on many of them so uh especially some of the behavioral factors and the socioeconomic factors we end up ranking low on it, the environmental factors we do not rank that low on you know so from the perspective of things like air pollution from the perspective of access to the outdoors, we actually don't rank badly, you know? And so then the goal is how do we use our assets to help us be, be healthier? Right. And we have a ton of bike safety trails and trails, um, back mountain trail for one. Uh, the levees are very popular. My father, who is in his seventies, he walks the trail um, the levy in Kingston um, a couple times a day, especially since the pandemic. I see a lot of people out on the trails. So we do have a lot that people need to get out and explore, um, and which ties into being safe. So as I drive around towns and I see people getting on the trails with their children and their families or by themselves, they are on their bikes or they are walking. So first, let's talk about the the bicycle safety law. So, uh, you know, PennDOT considers any kind of pedal cycle a vehicle. Right. So you do have to, you know, follow the rules of the road. 
be responsible um, to the drivers, be responsible to other people. If you ride in violation of a traffic law, uh, you could greatly increase your risk of a crash and likely be uh, found out fault in the event of, a, of an accident. Right. I think the important thing to remember, of course, is like beyond whether or not you're at fault or not at fault, you're on a bicycle. You know, you're you're not protected by a little steel barrier between you and the traffic. You know, so whether you're at fault or not at fault, you probably don't want to crash, right? Right, because we always when I when I when we do bike safety programs, we always say, you know, car versus bike, who's going to win? Right. Yeah. So um, now we we do have a helmet law, correct? As far as bikes in in Pennsylvania, and it. Well, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So all all children. Um, up to the age of 12 have to wear a helmet. So that's right. You know, so that's, you know, basically key that that kids have to wear a helmet. Um, clearly, it should be a helmet that fits. Um, if you're interested to fit a helmet, you can definitely go to the Internet, go to YouTube. There's so much there now about, you know, about how to fit a helmet, how to, um, you know, make sure it's nice and snug. Um, helmets nowadays are just so much easier to fit than they were when we were kids. Like, you know, the, um, the, the tethers that you had to like adjust and stuff like that. Now they just have these dials at the back up pretty easily. Um, right. You know, and they have vents, they're much less heavy. So, you know, so definitely that helmet. And of course we always tell the kids, you know, you think with your brain, your personality is, is your brain is what captures your personality. If you want to be you, take care of your head. Right. Right. And we've done a lot of helmet fittings. You probably done a ton of helmet fittings um, in your day like me. And, um, you know, that is definitely something that if I wasn't in the position I was in as highway safety coordinator, I would never know that you should even fit a helmet. So, I mean, there is a lot involved. Um, you know, you, and like you said, you could look up the, um, you know, the 2V1 rule, as we say, two fingers above the eyebrow, uh, make a V um, on the side of your head along your ear, and then one finger under your chin strap. So there is a lot involved with that. But then we get to what happens after 12. Well, right. So you don't, you're not required by law to wear a helmet. And um, nonetheless, you should wear a helmet and you should wear a helmet because it's no fun to have a massive head injury. You don't want to have to have your family take care of you and because you want to set a good example to everybody else. Right. And those who are um, ri- uh, bike riders who, who do it for sport, who take it seriously, uh, you see them on the roadways. You see them ride, riding their bikes with their helmet. Right. Um, but those who even do it leisurely, you know, yes, they want to take care of your brain. You want to take care of yourself. You want to wear a helmet. And, you know, there's there's many places out there that sell kids and adults helmets. So they're not that expensive. Uh, depending on how fancy you want to get, you could get your basic or you could get something, you know, more uh, non-basic. But they are out there and they're very easy to wear. 
it will save your life. Yeah. Well, and, and it's fair happening this year. It may very well not be happening, but um, Horgan, Kluger, and Quinn have the helmet, helmet giveaway on July 4th. So if you're, uh, let's say, low income and you're finding it difficult to buy a helmet, but you want your child to wear a helmet, you know, you can acquire helmets for free as well because people recognize that, um, you know, making people spend 40 bucks for, uh, you know, some kind of um, like athletic, you know, souped up helmet is not necessary. Right. Right. And right. um, that's on the 4th of July, usually at Kirby Park again, that um, may probably be canceled if, if, you know, my guess is right. We never know. Right. But uh, it does bring a large crowd. But that is a great thing that they do do for the community. And maybe they'll find a way to do something like that this year um, in a different avenue. Who knows? We'll have to, you know, check into that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about riding on the roadway. Okay. So um, bikes may also ride on the right half of the roadway. Right. So, um on a multi-lane roadway, bikes may be ridden in the rightmost travel lane. On a two-lane roadway, a bike may be ridden um, in the right lane. And on a roadway with no center line, a bike may be ridden anywhere on the right side of the roadway. So we know that a, a bicyclist has to be on the right side of the road. Uh, you've done a lot of work with um, our area as far as like walkability and you know riding bike lanes we don't see a lot of bike correct there aren't that many bike lanes i think and honestly i think that um the a lot of the effort and this has to do probably a little bit with the way the way our municipalities are with so many small municipalities like so a lot of the effort has gone with the trail organizations the trail organizations are not-for-profit organizations. They're collections of volunteers, and they've been really focused on creating things that are called multi-use trails. By multi-use, they just mean really walking and biking and running. And the multi-use from traffic. So they, they have this impetus to create these facilities that are different than, than the municipalities. Meanwhile, for example, Luzerne County has... 76 municipalities you know and maybe there's a you know a borough manager a part-time secretary and they're doing everything so clearly putting in bike lanes you know is is just one of the many many things they'd be doing and so it's really kind of hard for them to get to the bike lanes but the truth is if you're like a casual rider you'll probably enjoy more riding on a multi-use trail that's separated from traffic than riding with traffic, even with the bike lane. Yes, definitely. And they, like you say, these are volunteers. They do a lot of work. They go out, they clean up the trails. Um, I know I follow a couple trail organizations on Facebook. Um, Back Mountain Trails, very mm -hmm. involved. And, you know, they, they do a lot of great work as far as cleanup and um, with volunteers and, and, and everything. So we want to make it safe and, you know, beautiful and, and fun for everybody to use. You're out of traffic. And, you know, that's, that's the best part. And like you said, there are so many muni municipalities and we just don't have, you know, 
the assets right now to have these bike lanes. So let's use the trails instead. And, you know, you, especially for your kids, it's a lot safer. Right. Exactly. And, and then the other thing vis-a-vis like municipalities and bike lanes is a lot of our streets are relatively low traffic. A lot of our streets, for example, I live in Kingston. Um, so the, there are a lot of streets that don't have center lanes, you know, and so really biking on those streets, the, the goal is to be as alert as possible, alert to the road conditions, alert to the traffic around you. Um, but they're really not amenable to, um, to bike lanes because they're relatively narrow and low traffic. Right. And for kids, we always say, you know, if you have sidewalks, obviously right on the sidewalks, you want to watch out, you know, for driveways, people coming in and out of their garages, of their driveways. If you get to um, a stop sign, look left, right, left, walk your bike across the street. You know, these are simple things that could keep the kids safe as a start going out now riding their bikes now that they, you know especially these next day or two are going to be warm and we're getting into the summer months right now we're going to see a lot of signs pop up uh in the next you know well i've, I've seen them but in the next couple uh probably weeks or so is the four foot rule do you want to talk about that um you mean the four foot to pass yeah so basically the state legislator, state legislature passed a rule that said if you're passing a bicyclist on and the bike is riding on the right-hand side and you're able to, you need to give them four feet to pass. So, so you just need to give the bicyclist a little more space so that, um, you know, so that everybody is, is more comfortable and safer. And four feet, you know, you can imagine is about the width of a desk, you know? So, but that doesn't mean that you cross over the center line into oncoming traffic. Right, right. So I know, um, yes, yeah, so I know that. Exactly. If it's safe, you, uh, you know, you use caution. Right. <laughs> and, and in all fairness, just remember when you're on a, if you, you are on a city street, in all likelihood, the, um, the traffic speed is like 25 miles per hour, it's not going to kill you to go 18. You don't have to pass your, your bicyclist going, uh, you know, a, a million miles an hour. You know, so right. give them a little space, give them as much as possible, but also slow down. Right. And especially, uh, you know, we thankfully don't see a lot of bicycle fatalities in our area however we have had them and you know especially around harvey's lake which if you've ever driven around harvey's lake you know you are only it's a two-lane road and there are a lot of uh, bicyclists and pedestrians walking so they're you know they're crossing over you know they're crossing the streets and you really have to cross in the middle of the right. roadway so uh, you really have to be cognizant and you know really look for these bicyclists it's not you know who's right who's wrong and who has the right of way it's 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 being a good person it's being safe 
and being courteous to everybody right. around you, both bicyclists as a bicyclist. And right. And, and in all likelihood, if you're going to a community like Harvey's Lake, you might have a house there. You might be visiting somebody. If you're a motorist now, you may very well be a pedestrian or a bicyclist later. You know, so you just want to treat people and be as careful as you would want them to be to you. Right. And let's talk a little bit about, and I get this a lot when I do programs, is pedestrians. Now, pedestrians in Pennsylvania do have the right of way. And we hear a lot about, you know, that they don't think they have the right of way. When do they have the right of way? And there are a lot of uh, discussions on that. There used to be a lot of crossing guards, like especially if you're warfare at the courthouse. Well, now they replace them. They're like pedestrian call box things that are, you know, beacons, flashing beacons and stuff like that. You press right. the button and the flashing beacon goes on. And, you know, and then, of course, you can cross safely. Um, you know, and the, really the goal is just to, to alert traffic that you're crossing so that they see you. The problem, of course, for certain streets like um, River Street is that the traffic goes so fast that, um, you know, by the time they see you, they may be going too fast to stop. You know, right. so so the beacons are, are to alert people that, you know, somebody is planning to cross. Yes. And you do have to just pay attention because they do have, you know, the lights, they flash. I mean, if you go to somewhere like downtown Scranton near the university, they have lights that are on the road. I mean, uh, if you go through Wilkes University, um, especially in, in Wilkes-Barre, you'll see how, you know, they have their, their lights up too for those who are crossing. So th there are more, um, you know, electronic crossing. There's not going to be a crossing guard there. So as a motorist, you do have to pay attention and have least distraction. Right. So you could watch for motorists. Uh, the motorists can watch for pedestrians and for uh, people on bikes. Right. Well, and, you know, and then, of course, vis-a-vis -vis the right of way. Again, if you're a pedestrian, you know, it, whether or not you have the right of way, it doesn't matter if you get hit. So you have to always be, you know, right. you know like you, you don't want to be arguing. I had the right when you're in the hospital. Yeah. Right, so, right. Um, and um, that just goes down to, you know, again, just about anybody who is a motorist is also going to be a pedestrian. So you should always, you know, drive like, you know, like you would like to be treated as a pedestrian. And when we go to schools and do programs, we teach the kids about hands. Right. Now, sometimes you see... Uh, Bicyclists use them, especially if they're driving in with traffic. Uh, but we we do uh, we do teach the kids that, and that's something that again you could see on YouTube um, or you know check on any kind of googling website of hand signals because uh, they are a good good tool right. to have. So one of the there are a bunch of of tips that we give people when we're you know teaching them how to be safe on your bicycle. And um, one of them is to be predictable. And the hand signals go into the predictability. You know, because we think of hand signals 
these kind of esoteric things that we were taught if we were Boy Scouts or something. But really, just pointing is is useful. So if you're going to go right, point right. If you're going to go left, point left. Your goal with the hand signals are to communicate things to to especially the vehicles behind you if you're riding in a group with the group behind you so that they know where you're going. Um, you know, the, the goal is something intuitive and not, you know, something needs to be interpreted, right? So also you should do your best to ride in a straight line. You know, cars don't, can't predict that you'll swerve one way or the other. And if you see something on the road that you have to get out of the way, use your, use your hands and signal if you're going to have to swerve maybe into traffic. You know, if there's a, you know, a grate that you can't go over and you're going to move over a significant amount, let people know because they can't predict that that's what's going to happen to you. They think you're just going to keep going straight. You know, and that's why you should use your hand signals to turn right or left because the cars don't know to turn right or left, especially if you're going to turn into their path. Right. And that um, leads me right into a lot of the bicycle safety recommendations. So we talked about definitely being predictable. Um, of course, number one would be always wear a helmet. Uh, you want to obey traffic laws, obey stop signs and red lights, never ride against the flow of traffic. And this is a big one, especially uh, for those who ride in the evening is make Correct. yourself visible. And, and I believe that the Pennsylvania state law also says you must have lights on your bicycle if you ride it at night. Right. So a lot of bicycles come with reflectors in the front or the back, but you know, lights, you could wear reflective clothing, you could put reflectors on your helmet, you could buy the reflective stickers. There's a lot of things that you could buy out there to make you visible. Um, and of course, you want to maintain your bike. You don't want to have to you know, be stuck with, you know, broken chain, uh, loose brakes, and, and so forth. So you want to take care of your bike, um, just like you would take care of your car. And definitely take care of yourself as far as, you know, drinking water. And if you have a cell phone, you know, carry it with you just in case there's an emergency. Right. And, and so generally, the League of American Bicyclists has this little acronym, ABC Quick Check. So before you go on your bicycle, if you're going a significant distance, you might want to um, just do that. That means check the air in your tires, check your brakes, check your chains, and also check your quick release. And then just ride your bicycle around and make sure everything's working, you know, especially um, your derailleur is working and everything like that, that you can switch gears easily. So... Yes, definitely. And, th and that's that's a great tool. And they could go on the League of American Bicyclists Bice Education page and they could look up all of their um, their safety information there. Uh, before we uh, close today, is there a website or anything um, they could search for the trails and all of the trails they could find in our um, area? There's a statewide trails website, honestly. The, the name escapes me right now, but I'm sure, I think it's like patrails.com. Yeah, another yeah, option it. is, especially for up here, you know, Discover NEPA, the, the um, video, lo the 
they do a lot of videos about local attractions. So they have right, a hiking definitely. and biking page. So that's another option for finding. Um, so, and then if people really want to learn the rules in, you know, in multicolored engineer speak, um, the PennDOT has the Pennsylvania Bicycle Drivers Manual. And so you can learn like right. just tremendous amounts of esoteric rules about bicycling. And then what about um, as far as the Why Walk Wednesdays and anything that you'll be doing? How do they well, find Well, people that? can go to the YMCA website. So it, it'll be up there. Whatever we're doing is going to be up there. We are actually doing things for Bike Month. We have a bike bingo sheet. If people are interested, that um, gives you a bunch of different things to do. Um, there's a uh, national bike challenge that started this month that's being run by the League of American Bicyclists that has a lot of nice prizes. Um, and then the final thing is if people are really interested in bicycling and walking, we're in the middle of a long range transportation and comprehensive plan period and if they want to stick up for bicycling and walking and let people know, you know, what kinds of transportation options they think folks should focus on, um, they are, they have a survey, uh, they want to get 500 responses, and they should Google Lackawanna Luzerne plan because it is a bi-county plan. So, and. Okay, great. And they, they could Google that, your what? Wilkes Bear Y website, WBYMCA.org, NEPA Moves. There's a lot of uh, websites that they could go on and, and find all the information on bike safety, pedestrian safety, trails, and like you said, take that survey because people, I think, are getting out more, not just for the pandemic, but in general, they want to be healthy, they want to get out, they want to discover, So, um, and we all want right. to be safe doing that. So look up these websites, find where you can go, follow the rules of the road, and um, everyone will have a safe, great time exploring yeah. our area. All right. Well, thanks, Michelle. Thanks for talking with us Thank today. Thank you. And hope you have a, a safe yep, uh, you summer. Yep, you too.